All right, welcome into another edition of Catching Up with Tommy Mack here on 1010XL's podcast platform at 1010XL.com. Of course, on the 1010XL app as well, archived all over social media. Anywhere you find podcasts, you'll find Catching Up with Tommy Mack. Of course, you find a lot of great content on all the podcasts that are done right here at 1010XL Studios. Podcast studios and uh, always archived at 1010XL.com. Brought to you by my good friends at Chris Lucero's Bail Bonds right here. No doubt about it. Chris is a good friend of mine. And I tell you what, if you get in trouble and you need to get out of jail to be bailed out, there's only one guy to call, and it is Chris Lucero's Bail Bonds down in St. Augustine, but also in Clay County can handle pretty much anywhere. 904-822-BAIL, the number one name in the bail game, of course. All right, Jake Dog Junk, removal and hauling. These guys, veteran-owned and operated. They're looking for veterans. If you're a veteran looking for work, make sure you check them out at jdogjunkremoval.com. They do it right, integrity, trust, and uh, they get it done right every single time. Their last... um, the last place they bring the junk is to the fill. They try to refurbish most of it. So if you got anything out there, they refurbish and they give back to veterans. And also, I told you about uh, the uh, the uh, Rivermark Ranch, Riverbend Ranch, the best meat you'll ever have. Pound 55 meat. I'll tell you about that a little bit later. All right, let's get into it. Big news here in Jacksonville. Cam Robinson, uh, the suspension uh, has been officially named, officially named a four-game suspension for Cam Robinson. It'll cost him a bunch of money. Um, he can participate in training camp and the preseason games. He'll be out for the first four games of the regular season. I know a lot of people are like, well, there are not many pass rushes, yada, yada, yada. Well, you just never know how that works out. Will Anderson may end up to be a huge beast, and he might go against our rookie and kick his ass all day long, and then you'll be singing a, a different tune. But hopefully that does not happen. Graham Marsh is here. Hey, Graham, how you doing, buddy? Good morning, sir. How, how you are you? How you doing? What's happening? Oh, fantastic. It's Friday. It's 4th of July weekend coming up. Oh, my up. gosh, I know. Tough to tough to be upset this time of year in Jacksonville. Oh, totally agree with that. I uh, we're taking the trek up to Nashville and stop in Atlanta tonight. Nashville tomorrow. Our oldest starting a job, got a job. Very proud of her. Avery Ann is moving to Nashville to start her new chapter in her life. It's a little bittersweet, a little bittersweet, but nonetheless, she did promise me she will never be a Titan fan, and that's all I really care about. So that's that- a good thing. You raised it right. That's right. I did something (laughs) right. No doubt about that. And now you have an excuse to go out to the bars in Nashville. Oh, all weekend long. Yeah. And my my older brother Mike's coming just for the party. He's like, hey, I'll come and help. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go. So me and Uncle Mike and uh, my wife and oldest daughter will be in Nashville. If fun is what you seek, you're going to the right place. What's that? If fun is what you seek, you're going to the right place. Yeah, no doubt about it. What a great spot. I mean, are you kidding me? I listen. I I didn't. I wasn't playing in the NFL at the time, but I was living in downtown Chicago, and then and then in Boston with downtown Chicago bartending. I was 23. Are you kidding me? Had time in my life. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. We'll tell stories about that later on. All right. So Cam suspended for four games. Here's here's an interesting thing, and I want to get wanted to get your take, Graham. So because it could mean a couple things. So Mike DiRocco has a has an article. Mike DiRock, he's part of Ten Ten, uh, writes for ESPN, right, and covers the Jags. He had some interesting comments in his article about the Cam Robinson suspension. One of which was that the Jaguars, because of the suspension, could void the guaranteed money 
of 2023, which is 16 million bucks. Now, if they want them to play, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to avoid it. But it is interesting. They'd be off the hook for about 16 million bucks. So does that play into effect? Just hang on to that thought, number one. Number two, he also wrote that when Cam comes back, he'll man the left tackle spot, and Walker Little will slide down and not be the left guard, but compete for the left guard with Ben Barch position. I just find that, listen, Walker, I hope you take the job. Like, if I'm the Jags, this is a real competition in training camp. This is not just for the beginning of the year. This is for when Cam comes back. Now, granted, Walker's going to have to play great through those first four weeks. So they sit there and be like, you know what? So what have you done for me lately kind of league? I'm good with Walker. Cam, if something happens, we need you. We'll put you in there. I know it's an expensive swing tackle. It is what it is. Injury, then the suspension. Here we are. But he does get to practice. So if I'm them, I'm saying, look, Walker, you're my left tackle right now. But guess what? That That ain't in pen. That's in pencil. You got to turn it into pen, right? I'm going to give you every opportunity, and you're going to get four games if you win the job from uh, obviously Cam or whoever else that is there. You've got to win this job. Because I and for me, if if he wins the job and he plays really well those first four games, there's no automatic Cam's my left tackle anymore. Not in my book. And I love Cam. I think Cam's a great player when healthy. And for the record, Cam was our best lineman last year prior to injury. He was. Jerron Taylor was very good too, but he was the leader of that entire offensive line and played like it. He had a really good year last I saw ESPN. St- the stats where he was like 49th or something like in pass. Look, this is where stats and eye tests tell you different. Stats tell you one thing. The eye test tells you, tells you something different. That whole line played pretty well last year. 28 sacks given up was top five. 4.7 yards of carry was top five or six. So don't give me this. They couldn't block anybody because they clearly blocked plenty of people to have success. Graham, what's happening? Hello, sir. Uh, I don't recall a single game where I was like, oh, my God, the line is getting killed. And, like, Trevor has no time. He's no, running for his line. I don't recall a single game where that was yep. a problem. So that that goes back to your point with the eye test. I mean, PFF and Pro Football Network and whoever can give you all the stats they want, but that's not what I saw on the field. I, I saw Trevor Lawrence having ample time the entire season, pretty much, against some really good defensive yeah. lines that they played against. Yeah, and and part of it was play calling, getting the ball out quick. You didn't have to block very long. We get that, but hey, Calvin Ridley's in town. You're going deep. Deep throws take time to develop. So, I mean, look, Walker's going to have to step up. Anton Harrison's going to have to step up as a rookie. We need both those guys to play at a very high level. And, again, you can combat that with play calling, getting the ball out quick, three-step drops, first read throws, et cetera, et cetera, right, to keep that quarterback clean. Um, I don't care about the rankings. You know, they say it's a weak link. You know what it may be? But I trust in Phil Rosher, and I trust in Doug Peterson. I think they're going to be okay. And dating back to going back to your original point, and you've, you've said this more than once on this podcast, and I think you've talked to me into this as well, I mean, the opportunity cannot write itself better for Walker Little. Oh, go yeah. and I, I'm. You were the first person to point it out on this podcast. I never thought much about it before, but after you said, I was like, Tommy's right. Like, because not as much now because he's getting closer to what would be a contract year in a couple of years. Yep. But so far, based on the politics of the NFL and who would be cheaper and younger and all that, trust me, the 
coaching staff and particularly front office is begging for a reason to make Walker Little that anchor left tackle or right tackle. And he hasn't seized that opportunity. Right. He has played well in the times he's been on the field. Yes. But for whatever reason, he has not given the coaches that clarity of that's my guy right. at, either, at either spot. And okay. yep. it's, I agree with you moving into this season. You're going to have four games where that's going to be your spot. You're going to have all of training camp. Yep. Prove to them that they shouldn't go back to Cam Robinson. Right. Prove to them that even when Cam gets back, he's your backup. Prove to them that he's that you are the best option and you are their left tackle for years and years to come. Yep. It's right there. Take it. Yep. Positionally and who who's behind you and who's in front of you and who's getting paid, none of that should matter. Right. Go be the best left tackle you can possibly be and give the Jaguars yep. no excuse. Well, here's the deal. They drafted him in the second round a few years back to be their left tackle. At some point, maybe not right away, but he was the future. 100%. And when he was a freshman at Stanford, he was a total stud, Walker Little. Freshman, then gets hurt, then COVID, then draft, right? That's how his college career went. But when he was a, after his freshman year at Stanford, he was considered one of the top left tackles. Promising, rising, maybe not not in the entire college football landscape, but on his way up there. We draft him in the second round to be the left tackle. We understand that Cam has performed well. You're not taking that spot. Last year, it was his for the taking. That right tackle job was his if he if he would have beat out Jawan Taylor. He didn't beat him out for whatever reason. You could, I don't know the the ins and outs, how he felt. Maybe was it feeling good, whatever. Maybe there's something, something that wasn't working, clicking, whatever. It doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, he didn't take that job. And if you think about it, every time he started, it's not because he took the job. It's because they needed him to fill that role because of for those games because of injury or what have you. So I'm with you. And I like Walker. I, I've met him a few times. He's a good guy. And he's got all the physical tools you want. The only thing I would ever question, and I don't mean this person, I just mean on the field, is he enough of a killer to be a really top-notch tackle or offensive line? Because you got a, a killer, use that word lightly, but you know what I mean, that animal that's going to get after people. And, you know, that's one thing about Cam. He's got the right animal-type attitude. I'm going to embarrass you. If you touch my QB, I'm coming after you. You start any fights with any of my guys, I'm there, and I'm going to try to embarrass you as a player. He's got that kind of fire, and I want to see that out of Walker Little. I just, again, nothing happens in the NFL without reason. There's a reason they're not saying. Like Mike DiRocco is the beat writer. So somebody is saying that to him, that when Cam comes back, he's our guy, and Walker will figure him out. Well, I say to Walker, screw that. Go kick some ass, play really well, and guess what? You're not the one moving. Somebody else is. Now, you could say, well, Tom, that's not fair. He lost his job to Cam now to injury and to suspension. Hey, it's a what have you done for me league, lately league. What have you done for me lately? I I don't know what he took. And to be honest with you, I don't really care. I could give a crap what camp. Going into his eighth year, coming back from an injury, he's trying to be as strong and as good as he could be. He took something, whatever. I don't care. I don't even know what it was. And maybe it wasn't well, it was some performance enhancement because that's what they're labeling it. But regardless of that, Cam will be fine. Cam will come in. Look, he's got to have a good camp too. Because what's li- what's right now? When you're done with training camp this year and you're Cam Robinson, you want that what? Yeah, you want your team to win, no doubt about it. But what do you want for yourself personally? You want them to sit there and be like, 
we can't let this guy leave. He's still better than he's, yeah. he's better than Walker. He is. You don't. That's what you want for Cam. If you're Walker, you don't want that. You want the opposite. Okay, the kid finally broke out of his shell. He's our guy. I can. I'm very comfortable with him being with Walker Little being my left tackle. That's what's at stake for him. And by the way, we haven't even talked about the rookie. We think he's going to be like this <laughs> unbelievable player, and maybe he will be, but we don't know yet. It's funny. It was like I was saying at the beginning of the show. Ah, Houston, they don't have any edge rushers. Well, look, rookie and Anton Harrison, rookie and Will Anderson. Who's going to win? They're both rookies. Don't tell me our guy's going to win just because. I don't know. Let's see what happens, and hopefully he can handle them one-on-one. But those are two positions that we've got to lock down. So training camp will tell us a lot about that, and it'll, it'll be great. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with great competition. Nothing wrong with that. Cam's got a lot to prove. Although, look, if they let him go for whatever reason, somebody will grab him. There's no doubt, especially if he's healthy. Without question, he'd be gobbled up pretty quick. And don't be shocked when he'd get some huge payday like Jawan Taylor did. Yeah. We, I feel like... The second one. We Here in Jacksonville, I think we have taken for granted over the last couple of years, even, even through some rough seasons, we've taken for granted... The talent we've had to tackle, <laughs> yeah, on both sides, we've had some good tackle depth, man. Like good players. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think we've had any uh, Trent Williams that's on the team or no. Orlando Paces, but we've had very good tackles. I agree. And I agree. I mean, ask ask Cincinnati how how much they'd like to have a left and a right tackle. They can just right. sit down there and not have to worry about it. Right. Well, you, they, know, you know what I mean. That's why they upgraded Jonah Williams. Hundred percent wasn't good enough for them. So I mean, th- like. There was a, I remember, I think you and I were on the same page on this with the Jawan Taylor stuff, but we were both saying, like, if Jawan, maybe not what he did end up getting paid, but if Jawan is not a Jaguar next year, he's going to get paid somewhere. Yep. And a lot of people were like, what? You know, he's only had a couple of whatever. Good tackles don't grow on trees, no, man. Right. There's there's a right. very finite amount of them in the yeah. league. Well, and it's, it's you you're good. It's less than 64. Yeah. Think of this. Is, think of this. Uh, who who are the elite tackles in the game today? Who's the elite other than Trent Williams? Who's elite? Like you don't have to worry about the guy across from ever. That's they're they're hard to come by. They're, they're There's some guys that by. are close. Don't get me wrong, but out of 32 starting left tackles, how many are elite? Six, five, Probably, maybe less. You know what it's I mean? Like, like where you don't have to worry at all. Boom, he's got him. I don't have to slide protection. I don't have to chip him. I don't have to keep my tight end in. I don't have to put my back to his side. He's good. How many? Very, you know what I mean? There's few. very few. So you and 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 when you get a one that's solid and consistently solid as Cam has been, no, you don't want to get it get it, you know, let that go out the door. However, this is again where where Walker Little can step up and really define his career. You I know, agree. You can really define your. He's got all the tools, physically. He's got all the tools. Walker Little does to be a really good left tackle. And it goes back to your point about being a killer on the field. That should be his same mentality in this situation. Yep. I want to. And this, if this is Walker Little in his mind, he he would never say this publicly or anything like that. But in his mind, he should be thinking, "I want to bury Cam Robinson on this depth chart." I want to be so damn good that they have no choice but to leave me at left tackle, yep. and that's it. Right. That's got to be the intent. And then at the end of the year, yep. Cam Robinson's contract is, I think it's up at the end of the year, 
Uh, or maybe no, he's one got year. one year, but you can it, the, the the ramifications aren't as yeah, bad. They, yep. The the they could move on from Cam at the end of the year, and they would ideally do that. And then yep. in a year or so down the road, Walker Little gets paid a huge deal. He's my yep. left tackle for years and years yeah. and years to come. It's a good position for the team to be in, really. Because one position. of them is going to be the guy. The team has an yep. awesome problem to have. Yeah, no doubt. Which is more guys yep. than the number that will start or keep that are good. Yeah, or at least we assume are good. Again, yeah. you, you're right about Anton Harrison. We don't right. know yet. But right. But you're under, assuming he's got to be good. Under the assumption he'll be at least a serviceable player the first his first season. Yep. Under the assumption that when Cam gets back, he'll still be Cam. Under the assumption that Walker Little is at least what we've seen, which has been right. pretty good when he's played. Right. You're absolutely right. The team has a great problem to have. Right. The perfect situation, in my opinion, is Walker Little does what we're saying, seizes that job, they can move on from Cam at the end of the season, and now you've got two cheap tackles that are giving you really young good production. Young, too. Still young. Young. Not that Cam's old, but young. Young. Walker had the knee injury, but, I mean, knock, knock on wood right. and everything, fingers crossed, but he hasn't had injury problems in the league yet yep. at all. He hasn't played a ton. Yeah, right. Um, but, man, that would be really, really nice, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would. It would, especially with a young QB. Um, but, again, uh, the other side of it is what? Cam does come back. They're like, you know what, Cam's better left tackle, but let's see him at left guard. But then if I'm Ben Barch, who, by the way, was playing really good prior to his injury, he was. He was playing outstanding football. He's sitting there going, well, you ain't, uh, you ain't taking my job, right? So, I, look, it's a good problem to have. There'll be a lot of competition. I'll, I'll say it again. Look, and, and I'm a believer because of what I witnessed last year. I didn't expect the offensive line to be as good as they were last year. Again, caveat, play calling, different things like that. But overall, they were a top offensive line in the game. They were. and They were. Now, they weren't a taking movie out of the way, like dominating type offensive line. But when you look at their collective body of work at the end of the year, they were one of the top offensive lines in the game. They were. I believe, and I think you would agree, if that offensive line, if that level of production stays, that's a good enough line to win a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. you know, I'm, we're not saying that that means they will. No, I know. I know you're saying. But if the other stuff is in place in there to go win a title, that offensive line would not be the reason they would not. Yeah. Um, versus like Cincy in 2021, I think I think Cincy's offensive line is why they didn't beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think that would be the the, the other side of the line would be the bigger issue here. Yep. Um, but I think you and I would agree on this. If I'm Phil Rauscher heading into camp, yep. I'm like getting my popcorn ready, oh, yeah. ready to yeah. watch these yeah. boys compete. Yeah. And he's like, going to make them him. compete. And he makes them better. I'm, I'm telling you, I think his coaching really does make them all better. So look, it's a good, it's, it's a shame that uh, there's a suspension. If Cam wasn't suspended, who's your starting left tackle going into training camp? Cam. Cam. Without that's much not, question that, at all. I agree. Yeah. With which me which look, the suspension's part of it now. And when you're gone that long, right? You're gone four weeks. It's a long time. And someone else steps in and takes over the job and does as good as better and is a little bit less costly. That's when things start to happen. And doesn't have the same injury history, at least in the league. Again, right. we know Walker got hurt in college, no, yeah. but that was, yeah. a, that was a while ago now. Yeah, that was. And you also think looking, if we were to look like really into the future, like the end of this year and maybe into the next few years, yep. could we look back and say that Cam's suspension was almost a blessing in disguise at the time? Because 
without Cam's suspension, I don't know that they would have drafted Anton Harrison. They may have. They may still have. I'm not well, sure. They still had to deal with um, losing Jawan. Yeah. Which is true. Yeah. But could they have at the time been like, Walker's my right tackle, Cam's my left, we keep it moving. Yeah. We'll never get a straight answer no, out of that. No, I know. So we'll you wonder. Know. You wonder. I mean, we feel like that Walker played well when he played last year. I agree. How do they feel? We don't know. Yeah, that's that's true. You know what I mean? Because you could be there. Well, look, the kid can play left or right. We don't need Anton Harris. We got Cam without the suspension. We got Cam. We got Walker. Who do we need? Maybe if someone falls in our lap, we'll take him, but we don't have to have a tackle. Then the suspension happens. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Now we don't have Cam. And now we got a Walker played well in his absence. But, you know, he's never won a job. Let's see him win the job. Yeah. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for all of them, man. It's good to have competition like that. And at the end of the day, it's just going to make them better. The whole offensive line. And I do believe when Rosher and Peterson and uh, Press Taylor say the best five will play. So wh- however that works out, the best five will play uh, on the line. That'll be a good thing. Um, Because if you go back to draft night, when they took Anton, you remember they traded back twice. Yep. So Right. And I think that when, because they've said this publicly, and I think, and not I'm not calling them out specifically, because every front office and coaching staff does this. They always say, you know, this was the guy we had on the board. No, right. Before right, the, you right. know, we would have taken him anyway. Say, right. Right. <laughs> Which is not true. Usually if, right. if you liked him that bad, you wouldn't trade it back. You would have taken him at 24. You would have just taken you know? him. Right. Yep. At 27, when they eventually did make the pick, Joey Porter Jr. was still on the board. Yeah, true. And corner is not a, I don't think that's a position that they have just totally solved. And Joey Maple. Porter Jr. was like right va- value was there yeah um so you kind of think man if if cam wasn't suspended and again this is all you know speculation just speculating yep. none of this was factual right. at all right. they might be telling the truth when they said they loved anton from yeah 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 i just if anton turns out to be a really good right tackle like just bookend guy yep Kind of what we're talking about. You can kind of set him and forget him. He's not going to get beat type of guy. And then Walker takes that left tackle job. Then you could be looking in a year and being like, man, we got two young, yeah. cheap oh, yeah. tackles with Trevor Lawrence with at quarterback. Great, with, great, with great weapons and great upside. And so. by the way, you've already mentioned this, one of the best offensive line coaches in football. I just trusted him, man. They turned that, that team around last year, and that offensive line was a big part of it. Big part of it. And most of them are back, and I think they should have a lot of confidence going in. So it should be, hey, it's good to have luxury at that position group, without a doubt. And they do have uh, a bunch of guys that are going to be vying. You know center's taken care of. You know you know the right side of the line is pretty much taken care of. Will Barch, you know, will Shatley be a backup center, or will he be the starting guard and the backup guard and center? Or will Barch be our guard at left guard? Will he come back healthy enough? He should be healthy enough. but. We'll see how he responds to that injury, and then it's either Walker or Cam. So, and don't forget, you got Josh Wells, who's a veteran who can step in when needed. He's, you know, he may not be your everyday starter, but he can fill in and fill the void. And they got some other guys on the depth chart as well that we'll see how it plays out. But should be a good camp, no doubt about it. Hey, uh, want to remind everybody about Riverbend Ranch, some of the best meat steak I've ever had. I got a deal for you. All right, if you if you send a t- if you send Pound 55 meat 
to 904-234-4893. You'll get a special offer and be invited to a little party that I'm going to throw, cooking meat for you and drinking beers and telling stories. It's going to be a great, great time. So check them out. Hey, delivered right to your door. No, no hormones, no uh, antibiotics, none of that stuff. It's ready to go fresh from the ranch right to your door. I've had it. It's phenomenal meat. You want to stay lean and mean, make sure you get the meat, the beef from Riverbend Ranch. All right, I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July weekend, Independence Day. It's great to be an independent country. Uh, I know it doesn't feel like we're always free, but we're a lot freer than a lot of places, and I absolutely love this country. And I I want to just say uh, I dedicate it every year to the men and women who serve uh, for our military, put their life on the line for our freedom, for our independence. They did it way back when. They continue to do it. It's the most selfless thing you can do as a human being while, while, uh, while you're here on this earth. And uh, all the families, all the veterans, all the troops, thank you for allowing us to celebrate this great holiday, our country's independence, freedom for people, which is great. And, of course, we got issues like everybody else, like any family. There's issues in pretty much every single family. Same with the family of the United States of America. But there's no greater place. There's no greater country. And uh, I tell you what, I just want to thank everybody that defends that freedom and wish everybody a happy and safe 4th of July. So until next time, be safe, stay cool, and we'll see you right here on Catching Up with Tommy Mack. Peace, everybody. Madrid to Calabasas, Tijuana, Mexico, who the devil's in Tokyo.